Has anyone ever inspired you to change your life that made you more fulfilled? Well, as a leader in your business and in your community, what are those questions that you ask yourself on a daily basis? It's these questions that we explore on Inspiring Women. I am your host, Betty Collins, and I'm a certified public accountant, a business owner, and a community leader who partners with others who want to achieve remarkable results for themselves and their organizations. I am here to help inspire you to a positive step forward for a better life. So today on Inspiring Women, we have a really, really great guest, and um, she, in my mind, is the uh, is the defines coming back in business. She defines how you do it well and keep. Uh, navigating through things. I kind of call her the comeback kid. Um, And Daisy's with us today. And she just has a great story that I think we could all benefit from, especially during the, we're not going to talk about COVID, but during the COVID year. So there was tremendous amount of coming back and even coming into 2022, she's got to regroup and think it's always about what's next and how are you going to do things, Uh, especially in the industry she's in, which is restaurant um, and food. So Daisy, if you want to just kind of, you know, introduce yourself, give your 30 second to three three minute commercial of what you do and and why you do it. Okay, great. Um, Hi, my name is Sadea Daisy Lewis. I'm the owner of Modern Southern Table Restaurant and Catering. Um, I'm located in the Bud Dairy Food Hall, which is a Cameron Mitchell facility, Rand facility. And we're one of the 10 food vendors there. Um, my food is basically a Southern tour of the South. We've specialized in food all below the Mason Dixon line. And so we start from all the way from the East coast of the Gullah islands or the sea islands, as most people know. Um, and we start with Gullah cuisine and then we reach all the way into the deep South, such as Mississippi and Alabama. And we do like fried chickens and fried fish based off of those regional fairs as well. Yeah. If you really want to, to, to see some good food on your website, cause I was on there and I'm like, Oh my gosh, this looks amazing. Where can people find your website or, you know, something about your restaurant? Um, our website is modern Southern table.com. So they can find us there. Um, that would be the best place. We have a Facebook and Instagram, Modern Southern Table, as well on those two platforms. Um, they can they can also, you know, just Google us. We have a lot of cool articles and reviews and things there um, to find out more about us as well. Yeah, I mean, it, you will salivate when you see these pictures of, of the fish and the chicken. It's all <laughs> amazing. So I was on there going, oh, my goodness. But, um, you know, in Columbus, Ohio area, and this podcast is, is all over the United States, but in the Columbus area, Cameron Mitchell is a, is a pretty big deal. He's, he's a guy who's known all over the country. He has restaurants everywhere. But he's a, he's a Columbus, Ohio guy, grew up in Upper Arlington, and you've gotten to work with him. Um, I just like you tell you, just tell the audience a little bit about working with Cameron Mitchell and what that's been kind of like. Um, to work with the Cameron Mitchell organization as a whole has been great. Um, they've really helped me um, develop the brand, help me get it ready for a reopening. 
um, they've been really great with just helping us with key with key business issues. Um, with one of the issues we've had right now is pricing, and so the CMR team has really came in and helped us. Um, with that, especially since there's so many people having problems with shipping and the pricing is going up and things like that, that they really stopped and said, hey, let's get your pricing right, help you with this, because this is going to be a huge error. So they've been really awesome. And as most people can imagine, Cameron has been just like um, like the big brother, um, being there, supportive, always there to have advice if needed. Yeah, he's he's really been uh, um, he's been very impactful when it came to the uh, in twenty twenty with the state of Ohio with the governor's office and making sure that restaurants did this well and stayed alive. And he you know he's been that guy that started out as a startup and 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 became this huge success. And he, so he's been at all levels in your industry. So let's just talk about you've got a nice full plate in twenty twenty and take it from there as to, you, you know, the story of everything's buzzing along and the bottom drops and you came back. So let's kind of talk through a little bit of that. So, yeah, so 2020 started out um, really great. I was kind of like on a high, I was saying. Um, I had just finished the best catering year that we've had with, for the business. We had a full calendar going into 2020. Um, we had just inked the deal with the Cameron Mitchell organization. Um, I actually had just did a few um, a, a ceremony, a speech with Cameron Mitchell and things like that. And so things were going really, really well um, at the beginning of 2020. And then um, COVID hit. What was that in February? Well, it started to affect. Yeah, I was say it started to affect my business March 9th. That was the day I, could, I remember the day very clearly because I had a big event for a big pharmaceutical company, um, and they um, called that day. The maybe I think it was the day before their event or two days before their event, and they called and um, was like, "Hey, we're gonna have to cancel um, this event due to COVID." And so March 9th was the day that COVID immediately started impacting my business. Um, but I didn't see the major effects until the governor shut down the city. When he said no events, that just killed my business. Being that I was a catering business at the time, 100% catering, um, we have to have events to function. So when the governor DeWine said no events and he shut down the city of Columbus, you know, we said indefinitely, right? Because we thought it was going to be two weeks, three weeks. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> didn't work out. Didn't work out. <laughs> right. So uh, we thought, you know, it was going to be a little bit. But when he said no events, no large gatherings, no weddings. Um, my calendar cleared almost instantly. Um, people started immediately calling, asking for refunds, asking to reschedule, asking to cancel. Um, it was I, I I I like to say that it was amazing um, how it just like unfolded because it was almost like two days of nonstop calling and 
people just trying to fix everything. Um, and then it was over. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, everybody asked for their money back or asked for a refund. Everybody canceled the calendar. I went from a full calendar to absolutely nothing for um, 2020. And it went from, you know, thinking I was going to have my most my next most profitable year to actually absolutely having no income in two days. It was like I, I like to say it was pretty amazing to see how that could happen. But, yeah, it was it was wow. So let's go to that point, because all business owners hit a point where they go, what the heck just happened? Go back to your, your kind of your mindset because business owners face that at times. You're never going to, you're going to have those moments if you're a business owner and, and for the audience, can you take us back to that moment to go, what am I going to do? Um, so that moment was really hard as you can imagine. Cause like I said, it was just a two, really two full days of where I literally how can I say this took money out of my child's mouth? Like, you know, like I don't like took food out of my child's mouth. Like I was like literally every day checking off or crossing out someone's name that was canceling. So to see the money just slip away, slip away, slip away. Um, it was very disheartening, very, um, overwhelming. And I quickly fell into a depression. Um, because you saw your business that you worked so hard for. And I don't know if you've probably heard this, but to me, it was like, I worked so hard for this business for so many years and something that is totally out of my control. I have no control whatsoever. Just shut me down in less than two days. Like I see if it was the health department came in and I violated something or if I didn't do something, I would be like, oh, it's my fault. This was like, it was not your fault at all. And um, to see that happen um, quickly sent me spiral into what, you know, is situational depression. Um, I couldn't function for about two weeks. Right. Right. I get it. Um you probably ate comfort food. Is that a good statement? <laughs> That's what I would have done. Okay. That's what I would have done. You know, I, it wasn't even, you know, it was comfort food. It was a uh, sweets. Yes. You know, yes. Every cookie, every mm. dessert, whatever I could get my hands on. I ate, you know, just fell into that. Sure. You know, they even said, called it with the COVID 15. I said, oh. I gained like the COVID 40. Yeah. I think it really should probably be more the COVID 20, 30, 40. You're probably right because we all did it. But so, you you know, you said, you know, you faced your reality. You you had your emotional time, so to speak. And you probably still have some of that with the reality. When did you figure out, I got to do something to come back? I, I'm not going to just give this away or give this up. What What did you do? Um. I just had to, you know, I look at my daughter a little bit, you know, see her and was like, well, how am I going to feed her? You know, I don't want to be on um, welfare or anything. I've never been that person. So I was like, well, it was time to work. You know, it was time to do something. Um, and I just um, 
you know, I had left corporate America a few years earlier. So I really didn't want to go back to that. Um, and so I knew like, okay, you know, you can't cater, but there has to be something else you can do that will allow you to bring income in. Cause you got a toddler to feed, you have a family to feed. So, you know, there was something to do. Um, and I started paying attention to what was happening around me on social media. And everybody had fell into this situational depression. Um, and I hate to say that I, you know, um, Matt, um, I took this opportunity, but I realized that we all have fell into this slump. And one thing that was making us feel better was to eat or was to, you know, get some sweets or whatever. And I hate to say that I took advantage of that horrible, you know, eat, eat stress eating. But um, I did notice it with my peers and other businesses that the dessert industry had all of a sudden skyrocketed due to COVID because people were um depression they were eating through their depression well that's a great point in coming back because you obviously faced your reality it was thrown at you out of your control you've got bills to pay you've got things that have to happen you worked hard and now you're going oh wait here's another opportunity i could use my skill sets at because this is now the newest thing out there that people need, which was sweets. Um, I still do that. I don't, I didn't need COVID to eat sweets, but, um, so you, I mean, you were aware of your surroundings. I mean, coming back, make, you have to be aware of the surroundings. You have to be engaged in what's going on. So you can not just sit there in, in stew and what just happened to you. So you saw the need and said, I'm going to fill it. Is that a good statement? Correct. Yes, I saw that um, people were buying desserts left and right. And um, I was like, oh, I could do desserts. <laughs> um, and it was funny because a lot of people don't know, um, even though I have a, a Southern restaurant, my beginning culinary experience was with my little Daisy Cakes venture. I had um, started making desserts back in 2005 um and i was just making cakes and pies and that's where i really really started getting into the culinary world in 2005 with little daisy cakes so when i saw this moment again i knew that oh i well i have this in my back pocket i can make cakes i could decorate cakes i could do this um, maybe I can, you know, start selling dessert. I already had what I consider a little following um, of customers. So I was like, well, maybe I can reach out to those customers and start um, this business to, you know, just help everyone, help myself, help them as they use it to recover, you know. And so I relaunched Little Daisy Cakes. Wow. So how did that go? You relaunched, you repivoted. Everyone used the word pivoted. I was kind of tired of hearing that word, but that's really what <laughs> you did, you know. How was the how uh, what what was the uphill climb if any? 
So the hardest part for me with Daisy Cakes was trying to find, was basically starting a business all over again and trying to find new clientele and, you know, start, well, basically just start all over again. Like this was a whole new business, even though Modern Southern Table had became a name in itself, Daisy Cakes wasn't and people weren't familiar with my desserts. And so um, the hardest role was just relaunching and starting a whole new venture, which basically had to start from zero. Like, hi, I'm Daisy. I make cake. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good, though. But I mean, I mean, but but you you just did it. So how long did it take to get off the ground? You know, how long did it take for you to get to a point where like, okay, this is going to work? So I knew the first day that I put it on Facebook when I got 20 orders that um, I was like, okay, this might be something. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I got 20 orders the very first day that I launched. um, And I was like, wow, this might be something serious. And we might have um, a new venture for the Lewis Restaurant Group. That's what we like to call ourselves. <laughs> and um, we immediately, it just took off from there. Um, we were doing probably 10 to 12 orders every day. Um, and I was restricted to my home because of COVID. I had a toddler that was not in daycare because COVID has shut daycares down. Um, I, I do have a commercial kitchen that I could cook at, um, that I use regularly, but with a toddler being home at, at this time, she was, uh, three, two, three, and I couldn't take her to the kitchen cause she was two, she was terrible too. So, you know, that was a nightmare in the kitchen. So I ended up, um, baking at home. And relaunching a, a baking business out of my home, even though I had commercial kitchens that I rent and pay for monthly, I couldn't even get to them because of COVID. So literally, I was just baking 10 to 12 pies a day out of my home. Um, and it was pretty crazy. We were busy uh, pretty much all of 2020 with pies and um, cheesecakes. Well, you know, the, the interesting thing that I'm hearing as you're telling your story is it, you had you had more than just the challenge of COVID and uncontrolled things shut me down to I've got to launch from ground zero to I've got to get customers to I've got a toddler. You, it was <laughs> challenges all around you. What really was the thing when you're coming back and you're doing it? What kept you persevering? It definitely was my um, daughter. Yeah. So that you had a driver in there that was helping you with the person. You, know, you always have something that drives you. And when you're coming back, you have to have that or you're not going to put your, you're not going to persevere through it. Right. Just knowing that um, I had to keep her safe, one, because COVID, we just didn't know. And um, knowing that I had to do this to you know, feed us and take care of us was important. And so I just kept pushing, kept grinding every day through it. And, you know, we did well. 
we did pretty well up until August of 2020. And then um, that's when COVID really impacted my life. Right. Because it became personal to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but you, you, and you really couldn't continue on with this. You, I mean, from what you've told with your story, but um, it it got you through a time period and you came back and you did the responsible thing by taking care of people that had COVID in your life and that you had to, to, to take that and prioritize it. Um, but, but then again, you had to come back to, Hey, the restaurant is going to get to open again. Right. So now you're back to, I got to start over again. I got to come back again. Right. Cause in August family got impacted by COVID and some other health concerns. And, um, I had to literally shut little Daisy cakes down just because there was no way that I could take care of family and do it. So we literally sent out a note um, to all the customers and said, hey, we can't take orders now until, you know, we our, our family is over the COVID. <clears throat> and it took a long time. My father ended up having a stroke. And so several things ended up just delaying it. And so I ended up going from, you know, a booming business that I just knew was about to, um, we were about to flip and turn into a new venture. And then COVID and life hit again, like you said. And so I had to start all over again. Um, it wasn't until the beginning of 2021 that the Cameron Mitchell group reached out and said, Hey, we heard the governor is about to lift some of these restraints. Um, Restaurants will be able to reopen. And so we're ready to go. And at that moment, I had to decide what to do. Um, Because I'll I'll be honest, I kind of fell out of love with the restaurant business because now I had this new venture, Daisy Cake. And I was just using my creativity. I was just it was just blowing up and everybody loved it. And I was like, oh, goodness. So I kind of fell out of love with the restaurant. Also, what was happening with the restaurant industry was terrifying. Um, restaurants still to this day are shutting down every day. Um, you know, the price of food is going up astronomically. Um, you know, we can't find staffing. So when Cameron Mitchell calls, it was kind of like terrifying. Do I tell him, no, I don't want to do this now? And, or, you know, and just work and, and work to build Daisy Cakes up. Cause I knew that was, it was nowhere near where Modern Southern Table had been. Um, you know, it was really in its new infancy stages. So it was nowhere near where Modern Southern Table had been for the last seven years. So I knew that Little Jay-Z Cakes was going to be a long, long road. So I had to decide to put Daisy Cakes on hold again and relaunch the restaurant or just keep going with Daisy Cake. And um, I decided to go with the restaurant um and the reason i did that one was because 
yes, I had worked so hard for the last seven years to get there. And second is because I had the Cameron Mitchell team behind me. That was like the biggest, the draw. Like, I wouldn't want to do this by myself. Like, reopen a restaurant during COVID by myself. I just, I know restaurants who have tried and haven't succeeded. And I know some that who have tried. But I totally knew that I couldn't have done it without the CMR team, just having that additional support. And so that was what pushed me to go ahead and work on reopening the restaurant. Well, I want to take a minute to kind of recap when you're, when you are your lowest point and you come back and you have challenges and you come back and you have things that you have to do. I'm hearing you that challenges just didn't stop on March 9th. They continued and you just kept addressing them. Two, you had the right drivers. Your family and your daughter was your motivation. So, you know, that is what helped you go, I got to keep doing this. So if you don't have the right driver, when you're trying to come back, you're, you're not going to succeed. Right. And then you had to make decisions quick because when the governor's office says we're reopening in two to three weeks and an organization like Cameron Mitchell calls, you don't say no to that very often. So right. you had to make some quick decisions and you based it on, Hey, I'll, I'll have a support system or do I really start over again? You know, so you had to pick, you had to make quick decisions, but you had to pick, a, there had to be some common sense and logic. So when people are coming back, you have to do those things, right? Right. The other thing I'm hearing you say is fear played a role and terror being terrified as you, how, how did you say that? Terrified. <laughs> yeah. Um, played a role, but you didn't let it get you. So when you're, so to the audience, when you are in this position, like Daisy has been in, in a time period in an industry that's just hard anyways, challenges don't stop. Drivers have to be right. Quick decisions sometimes have to be made. You have to know why. And I'm sorry, but support and common sense, that's the CPA coming out of me, has to be a consideration. And then fear and fear can't grip you. You know, you got to keep that going. So those were things that in your story, I want to make sure people are hearing besides just the story. So you reopened, you got very a couple of weeks and you got to go. Right. And so how right. did 2021 go? Talk a little bit about that. Um, 2020, 2021 started out amazing. We, um, we went ahead and launched. And at that time I feel like Ohio or well, Columbus was, you know, sick of COVID. And so they came out full speed. Yep. Oh, cool. Yes. We're all, we're all still <laughs> sick of it by the way, but yes. Right. Um, and so we launched with, um, a lot of success. We did really, really well. Um, like I said, we had the partnership of the Cameron Mitchell team. And so they've helped pulled us along. We've, we've just been flowing, doing really well. Um, we kind of were one of the standouts and at the Badari, we had a lot of publicity, a lot of press. Um, we still are getting publicity and press. So um, we were doing really good. But again, you know, 2021, 
also was plagued again with COVID. This time, two new variants. Um, and as soon as the you know the news announces a variant, we can see almost in sales the the drop off of customers and the new one, the uh, Omicron or Omicron, I can never say it. Um, that one is wow! It's 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 knocked our sales out drastically again. So we're still in this um, upward hill battle of fighting everything that comes with this COVID. Um, with COVID, the age of COVID basically is what it is. It's nothing else, but we're now in the age of COVID, and now it's just it's going to be an uphill battle regardless. Um, we can sell, 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 but now we got, you know, hyperinflation coming and all our profits are being eaten up because now, you know, the cost of chicken is three times the price it was in April. Um, you know, it was, it, it was just, you know, 2021 was, was great, but we saw a lot of issues just because of the age of COVID and that most restaurants before COVID never really experienced. So like I said, like literally I give you a price comparison. So if anyone ever wants to know like what restaurants are struggling with, but when I opened in April of 2021, a, a case of the fish that I was, the catfish I was buying was like, 50 it was about 50 dollars now a case of the catfish is almost 125 dollars and that's not even a full year price difference so to have such a major um price swing so quickly was you know really detrimental to a lot of businesses well, I will tell you, though, um, there's no doubt in my mind that you will continue to come back, go three steps forward, and take two steps back. Because based on what you've been through in the last year, you continually hit those challenges one after another. Um, and I'm assuming your daughter is still the driver, you know, because provision has to be in that household. Um, you're going to still keep making quick decisions or sometimes a little bit more methodical, but in today's environment, you really can't. And I think you're going to still know why you, you know, the, why you do this is, is why you can come back. Right. Mm -hmm. Correct. Uh, and, and having the right support teams around you is huge, not just with the Cameron Mitchell team, but with advisors and with everyone that keeps you focused on the forward of going, um, mm -hmm. and the fear, the fear and the terrification are still here for 22. And so what would you tell the audience to embrace? You can do this. You just got to keep me, you might be doing comeback a lot. You know, what would you, what would you say to the audience on coming back, staying focused, going forward? And by the way, in June, you might have to come back again. <laughs> exactly. Um, I would definitely tell them to just kind of focus on, not kind of, but focus on your main drivers, as you mentioned, um, and, you know, have goals and realize that things change. 
I can't even tell people to have um, plan A, plan B, plan C, because I had those and none of them worked out. <laughs> You're um, on D or E, maybe. You might be have to do F by June, right? Right. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah. So, you know, it's just one of those things is you just have to have a driver, a main focus in life and push towards that and know that things are, you're going to hit every roadblock and every um, thing is going to get in your way and just know that you just have to keep pushing and that you have to pivot or pivot or, or refocus quickly. Like you don't have time to give yourself a full pity party. Um, you know, have that moment, cry, do whatever you need to do. But reality is you got to get back to work. So just, you know, pull up your big girl pants or boy pants or whatever and just realize that this is the direction I have to go. I have my main focus, my goal, that my my original goal. And just stay focused on that goal and do one thing perfectly every day. There you go. Per- do one thing perfectly every day. I love that. Great, great line. But but one thing I will tell you with you is your product is above the standard. So you've got you've got something that that it's not just a restaurant. You you've got something that's really really quality. It's it's above. You've got a product that can come back. You know, you've got something that can sell when, when the selling can happen or when people can be out and about. So that, that's really a lot of your battle. Even if you came and said, I'm going to do cakes and I'm going to do the restaurant. I mean, you've got products that are worth putting time into. It's worth, you know, it's, it's worth the investment you're doing. Um, there are some people who's like, just give it up. It's not a good product. You can't get it out the door. <laughs> You've just got yeah. high standards with your stuff. But, <laughs> but, you know, women in business had a really tough time in COVID. Some of it was the type of industry they were in. Some of it was the, was the daycare issues. Just like you, you could have made twice the pies in a commercial restaurant, but you had daycare issues. So the challenges for women during this COVID were a lot more than male-owned businesses. And even for for women of color, it was even harder. Um, The statistics and the data is staggering when you see it. What would you tell the audience today for women who are in business, women of color, you know, the challenges that um, they can conquer? What what would you say they were and how did you conquer them? Um. You know, no, I was going to say, no, no, I was going to say, I didn't feel like the challenges um, were necessary of color. But then when you think about it, yeah, they are. Because one of the major issues that I have always had was getting funding. Um, my peers, there's 10 other restaurants in Bud Dairy. And when I talked to them, majority of them had no problem getting funding. And I'm the only um, African-American there. And I was the one that had problems getting funding. So, yeah, you know, things like that did definitely um, were roadblocks to, you know, um, you know, getting back open and just 
during this age of COVID. So there was definitely things that affected us more than probably other people. However, the one thing that I would tell anybody, um, female minorities, especially minorities, is create um, a team, a, a group, support system outside of your family and your friends. Um, as you know, Mary McCarthy is like my biggest support system. She's like my, she's my mentor. She's like my mother at yes. times. <laughs> Mary McCarthy does that with many. She's with the WSBA, which Daisy's very associated with. It's the Women's Small Business Accelerator. And a lot of your success can be attributed to that organization. But you're right. Having the support systems outside your family, huge, huge. Right. Because a lot of us tend to just turn to people who haven't dreamed our dreams before um, or haven't accomplished our goals before. And so when we turn to those people, they can't tell us yay, nay, or which direction to go. So we really should reach out and create a peer system, a support system um, of people who have done things better than you or greater than you or have their own resources or whatever, because your family and friends will only push you as far as you let them push you. And that's really nowhere, you know, so you got to have a support system. And I find people of minority minorities, minority women tend to not do that. We tend to try to do it all ourselves um, because that's what we have taught and that's what we have been through all our lives. Um, but at this point, if you want to be successful, you can't do it by yourself. That's the biggest thing that I could tell anyone that not one step of my whole journey has been by myself. There you go. So when you come back, it's with others helping you. Yes. Got it. That's, that's fantastic. Well, Daisy, I can tell you this much. Um, I'm part of the Ohio women's coalition and we are working right now with the legislature in Ohio um, we got $10 million in the budget, $5 million each year, starting July of last year, and they're figuring out how it can help women in business that were definitely had to do some comebacks and be the comeback kid, and you're going to probably be it again. So the Ohio Women's Coalition is really working to make sure it's another support system that's fairly new that you can have success. So I'm really glad you brought in that component of support systems outside of your family. Because if you don't have people who are that business entrepreneur in your family and friends, they don't get it. So you have to have the other side. But um, I just appreciate you coming on today, talking about your experiences, your comebacks. I still would love it if you delivered me a chocolate cake with white icing, I would take it. And uh, with no hesitation, I'm sure it's delicious. But um, I just appreciate your, your I, I saw you at a, at a gala where you talked and it was just inspiring hearing you. And um, I think everybody should make sure they get down to your restaurant and try it. If you want to tell us again um, where the location is and your website so people will know what that is. Okay, yes. So we're the Modern Southern Table, and we're at the Bud Dairy Food Hall, which is um, located at 1086 North 4th Street. So we're in the Italian Village area, all that new development down there. We're right smack dab in the middle of that. And our website is modernsoutherntable.com. Beautiful. 
And I really believe, although I shouldn't put this pressure on you, that you should do something still with the cakes. (laughs) (laughs) I just know you're already stretched thin, but I appreciate you being on today. I appreciate you telling your story, giving the the, the audience some things about, um, hey, here's how you can come back. Challenges aren't going to stop. The right drivers, quick decisions, and know why. Do not let fear and, and be terrified. Do not let that get you and make sure you have plenty of support. So thank you for sharing today and um, you're making me hungry, but have a great day and we'll, um, we'll do this again. Hopefully we'll hear, we'll hear how you came back in 22. Okay. All right. right. Well, thank you for having me, Betty. You got it. Thanks. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Inspiring Women has been presented by Brady Wearing Company. As your career advancements continue, your financial opportunities will continue to grow. Be prepared. Visit BradyWear.com to find out more about the accounting services that can assist you to that next level. All this, plus more about the podcast, can be found in the show notes for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Feel free to share this show or give us a review. Remember, inspiration is powerful. Whose life will you be changing?